Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 31st of August, 2022. It is Wednesday. We're one day away from the start of the Big 12 football season, but we got a big piece of news this morning. Uncle Brett Yormark has got us covered. The Big 12 is to enter negotiations with Fox and ESPN and start their early negotiation window, getting the jump, if possible, will break down all of the implications of this news coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 31st of August, 2022, one day away from the backyard brawl and from uh, from Oklahoma State and Central Michigan. So uh, shout that game out too. Uh, once again, huge news this morning with the Big 12 uh, entering their early negotiation window with Fox and with ESPN. We'll get to that in one second. Make sure you guys join our CBS Sports College Sports Pick'em. It's free to do. Go to cbssports.com, make an account. You guys go to the fantasy section. They've got the college sports pick them. All right. Sign up. And you guys do. It's free to do. Uh, it's locked on Big 12 as a group. Big 12 is a password. B-I-G-1-2, all lowercase, and together. And you guys can uh, pick games against the spread each week. Just Big 12 games, some other games as well. Top three winners in the end of the season will get prize packs courtesy of Locked On. All right, folks, make sure you also you guys subscribe to the channel. You must be a subscriber to win the contest, to win the prizes. So make sure you guys do that. Big news this morning. Brett Yormark feeding us information here, feeding us content here. I thought we'd be doing just football really from here the rest of the way out as I move this out of the way to make sure my mic is in good positioning. I, I thought we were just doing football the rest of the way here, uh, you know, kind of a next next weekend or so. But this is a big piece of news that we got this morning. This came from Pete Thamel over at ESPN. He says Fox and ESPN have agreed to engage in discussions with the big 12 about the league's next TV contract sources told ESPN. The imminent opening of these conversations is significant as they come more than a year and a half before the league's television contract calls for a formal exclusive negotiating window with both current partners. This development allows the Big 12, which has a contract through the 2024 football season, to potentially get tangible future revenue numbers for both its member schools and potential additions. The conversations could lead to contract negotiations on an extension, uh, on an extension which would be a distinct advantage for the Big 12 as it navigates this uncertain moment in college sports. There is no formal window window on these conversations between the Big 12 and ESPN and Fox, which are expected to begin soon. If no deal is reached, the conference can still secure a deal through a more traditional timeline. Uh, one source said, your mark is doing uh, what he should do, trying to gain advantage. And then also he says that if the Big 12 talks to ESPN and Fox turn negotiations, it would likely be for a short-term extension that gives the league clarity after the current deal expires following the 2024-2025 academic year. Also says the willingness of the Big 12 television partners to come to the table could mitigate one big advantage the Pac-12 has in conference television landscape. At Pac-12 Media Days, George Klyavkov said the league 
was in, quote, the enviable position of being next to market, end quote, after the Big Ten. All right, let's stop there. Let's break this all down. So the the let's start with that. The one advantage that the Pac-12 had on the Big 12 is that for its current members, they could have a tangible television uh, you know, numbers out there that they could put out. All right. They have a, had a two-month jump on this as it stands right now, right? They started that in July. John Canzano had said that he believed uh, that we'd hear some numbers on this following Labor Day weekend at some point here in the next month, month and a half or so, you know, whenever that happens. Um, he's oh, next month or so, I guess, because now September is here. All right. George Klyavkov had said that this was an advantage, and I agree with that because the Big 12 could put up nothing to, to kind of contest what those numbers were. That's now changing. And I have to believe that the Big 12 and Brett Yormark have a lot of confidence in what they're going to see if they're going to make this move. You have to believe that when you go to ESPN and Fox, you're going to like what you hear, and maybe other schools are like what they're going to hear as well. Uh, they they've had some time to sit on this and calculate about this. And they decided now is the right time to go and see Brett, your mark for all the talk that, you know, the, the talk of a new commissioner and new commissioners do talk. This is tangible action that we can see that the big 12 is making right here. This is now becoming potentially a bidding war. That is what is on the table here. You can now put numbers or eventually soon put numbers on the table for schools like Utah, for schools like Arizona, for schools like Arizona State, for schools like Colorado, they can now match up and see what they want. Also, too, I mean, the one thing I think is interesting about this is that this creates a back-and-forth situation where the Pac-12 could try to respond, right? They could try and add some members maybe and try to up the value of their television deal, or this could end up being a back-and-forth between both leagues being pitted against each other by the television partners or also, you know, I ESPN claims they have no um, involvement in conference realignment. I, I don't know about you all. I, I tend to think television markets are very much involved in this. Now they're not the ones saying Greg Sankey, go grab these two schools, but look, I mean, is, is the big 10 in any way, shape or form, um, you know, uh, worse off now with UCLA and USC? no, is the is the Fox the television partner worse off? No, I'm sure that they were both on board and okay with what was happening there. The one thing that the Big 12 now can do is they can basically say, kind of the television network, all right, what else can we do to strengthen the package here? Uh, kind of the answer is get some more late games. They could go and say, all right, we can strengthen our package by adding Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. That could strengthen the package. The one way I think people out there could argue that this might backfire is that if you don't like the numbers that you see, could current Big 12 members go say, hey, is the Pac-12 getting a better deal? This could happen, although the timeline makes me think that that is unlikely. You're not, and once again, I'll go back to this point, guys. I don't think you make a move like this unless you have supreme confidence in a lot of the news that you're going to get. I think that is something that we have to think about here. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. You guys want to get in on the action this weekend, go to BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. They've got odds for every single one of those FBS games 
coming up this weekend. You guys can get in on the action, bet on your team, bet on other teams, whatever it is. You guys can go and check it out on BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Another question I have is how much of a two-month advantage the Pac-12 getting there, how, how big is that now? And does it remain important? If you're Utah, if you're Arizona, if you're Arizona State, if you're Colorado, the four corner schools, because really those are the ones that we've talked about heavily joining the Big 12, or, you know, is there a situation where, okay, we've said George Klyavkov will sign over our rights no matter what happens? No, I don't think it is. I think those schools are patiently waiting to see what happens now. So the Pac-12, I think at this point, could have that window neg- uh, negated because what could happen here is Utah, Arizona State, Arizona in Colorado and in other schools as well might say, well, hold on here. We're not going to sign anything over until we figure out what the best position is for us. And, and as much as the PAC 12 was trying to put forward a face of unity and being together, it's tough to hold that position in a moment like this, when the big 12 is making this move clearly to pitch to its current members and potential future members about joining. So that kind of unity part of it goes out the door. And also, I think there's a good ch- – and, and I'm not trying to be disingenuous to Pac-12 here. I, I did honestly believe that that two-month jump was big because you're kind of sitting there thinking, well, I believe the Big 12 could be in a better television spot. I think they can, but I don't know for sure because we don't have the numbers. Well, the Big 12 is now saying, all right, we'll put numbers in front of everybody here, our members and you know your members – and so all that work for two months gets negated in the way. Now, look, there could be some stuff in place ready to go for the Pac-12 in case they say, no, nah, we're good on the Big 12 front. Um, you know, so that, that could be one help of having the two months. But I believe largely that the two-month um, the two-month kind of gap there that we had has really been negated. It really has been struck down because, once again, if you're those four corner schools – why wouldn't you wait? Because now you go from a, a position where you're in a conference where you're losing teams and you're unsure about the next TV deal to a spot where now two conferences are coming to you and offering you different things. I mean, if you're those schools, you felt you went from feeling left out to now. And look, you know, and, and, and I heard Jason Shear said this, like Arizona was making calls to different conferences. So, you know, now Arizona is going to get the numbers they want to see. ASU and Colorado and Utah and maybe even Stanford and Cal, I know people don't like that, or Washington, Oregon, like they're all going to get numbers from multiple leagues and can make decisions. One other part of this that was mentioned in this article was maybe it's a short-term deal. I think that's a very interesting prospect as well. It, there is a chance that maybe the negotiated short-term extension to make sure that they hit market again here, you know, relatively sooner and can continue their momentum. Um, you know, you can, you know, try to maybe build a, a larger conference or whatever it is. Uh, now it could work the other way. It could be saying, well, you're just waiting for other conferences to pick you off, but I'm not sure the big 12 feels really threatened about their schools getting picked off. I think kind of part of that is gone. Now it could definitely come back, right? You could definitely um, have a time period where you know that that happens, but look, I've been, tra- you know, as far as it goes to the Big 12, I think everybody feels pretty good. I think those schools feel pretty excited about what's happening here. There's a lot of forward momentum for the league, and this does put them in a better position. I know John Wilner has the Pac-12 survival 
favorite odds thing he does. And it said it went to a five point favorite because the big 10 is done. Well, I think this move does tangibly put a small dent in that, right? I'm not saying it's a knockout blow, but I think in terms of strategy, when you go big 12 versus pac 12, this is a move that was in the big 12, big 12's favor. Now look, it's not, I'm not saying the big 12 was playing from behind as always, but I'd said a few minutes ago that, that early window being the next college football product to market was an advantage for the Pac-12. It still is an advantage because they're technically the one that can start sooner. But in terms of negotiation for Fox and, and for ESPN, they can now negotiate the future of their products. It's pretty, it's, you know, it's now even footing, right? For, for when these, these partners, at least the current ones can get involved. And here's where the advantage comes in for the big 12. Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk uh, brass tacks here. Let's talk about tangible stuff. The one thing that we know is that when Fox loses the Big Ten, right? We talked about it a few weeks ago. It was like 27 games or whatever it was. All right. Those are early window games that ESPN can now make sure they have covered on all fronts, right? They can make sure with the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, they've got to, uh, noon and 3.30 covered up. All right. They also can add some inventory in the back end here, right? When what time is Baylor playing BYU? They're playing that game at 10 p.m. Eastern. That is Pac-12 after dark right there for you. What happens now is that I mean, you can offer more of the you can offer those games. You know, look, uh, sorry BYU fans, but they're used to it. But I think that eight o'clock Mountain Time start, like four or five BYU home games a year should be starting at that time. I think that's the way it should work because they can add more inventory in the back. And also I'm really not opposed to all the, like to Texas, every, I think every big 12 school in the central time zone should be asked to play at least one game at 9 PM central time. A start time of 9 PM central puts the start of the game at 10 PM Eastern. That's the window that they want. The late night game, the late night slot, so they can go. I'm not going to go all the way to 11 o'clock. The only school you could do that with really right now is BYU. But still, it's more inventory later on in the evening for a 10 p.m. start if they could offer that as well. So whatever gaps, whatever holes, whatever you know uh, things were left by the Big Ten leaving, ESPN can now actually address that a bit faster than they were in the past, right? Or, or you know, um, they were always going to have the negotiating window, but maybe they can feel a bit better about their situation with those things happening right now uh, because now this negotiating window is about to take place. The other question I have, the other network is Fox. All right. How active will Fox be in these negotiations? Did they just say yes, just to say yes, or is Fox legitimately interested in continuing to add other conferences? Because right now folks, it's, you know, in terms of the future, it's just, it's just the big 10 and also the big 10s being spread out. So there is still inventory on FS1. I mean, maybe even FS2 um, on FS1, there is space for inventory on Fox. There is space for inventory because it sounds like we're going to get the one big game, but they've got more than one broadcast team allocated for football on the college side, right? They, they have that Jason Benetti and Brock Heward, Last week, Gus Johnson and Joe Klatt call games for them as well. Joe Davis does college football too. He's been on, uh, you know, he does a lot of the Pac-12 games because he's he does the Dodgers play-by-play. Um, but I think that's something, you know, another another crew too. So 
look, they've got inventory open if they want some, excuse me, some shoulder programming around the Big Ten games that they're going to have on their networks. Because once again, that Big Ten deal is spread out. So there, I think there is some desire there from Fox. And then this kind of leads to the next thing. Is, is the Big 12 going to give away everything here? Or are they going to maintain some stuff that they keep in their back pocket? Are they going to keep some stuff in their back pocket for a Paramount Plus for a, you know, CBS, Viacom, obviously, NBC and Peacock, and Apple TV Plus, and Amazon Prime. Talked about Amazon Prime. They struck out in the Big Ten. They struck out trying to get the Champions League as well. So with those two misses, I think you have to ask yourself, okay, is Fox, or excuse me, uh, is Amazon Prime interested in this game? And if you are the Big 12, or if you are, excuse me, if, if you are, uh, Amazon Prime. Are you interested in Big Twelve? Big Twelve. Do you send? Do you save some inventory that you can then distribute extra? Because that's the one thing about this early negotiation window, is that it does preclude you from going out elsewhere. So you have to decide how much of the Big Twelve rights package are you now going to sell? Is it going to be a wholesale? Right? Are we going to do it all in one place? How many years? Who gets what? basketball, it's a big thing too. A lot of that Big Ten basketball was very important for ESPN. Big 12 offers a chance to get the marquee games that you want. Kansas, Texas Tech, Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Baylor, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Kansas. I mean, we go up and down the line in this league and it's it's banger after banger after banger after banger. You know, we got, we got uh, you know, ESPN Plus having top 25 games last year between Texas and Iowa State. This league is effing stacked when it comes to hoops. I'm sure it's a product that Fox might want, that ESPN might want. And I don't know about the other, I don't know about streaming services necessarily wanting. I mean, you know, like how valuable is a Wednesday night game between West Virginia and, and Baylor? You know, is that, is that where you want to put stuff to push people towards streaming? I know they do that now. Like I, I don't love that, but I'm wondering how worthy that is, but there's inventory there, folks. There is inventory there to be sold though. Another question now is, how does the Big 12 conference split this stuff up? Do they keep it together? Do they, you know, do they go all in? Do they just um because I mean you're gonna have to to get the numbers that you want from ESPN, it's gonna have to be the primary package, right? You gotta see what you get from the primary before you can go and you know, then you go to Arizona, to Utah, to Colorado, to, to you know, to um Arizona State and say, hey, here are the numbers that we are getting for our primary package. Also, you guys come in, that expands a little bit. And also the secondary stuff is there too. It's more games, more inventory. So I love this move for the Big 12. It is Brett Yormark being aggressive. It feels like really there's not too much of a downside to this unless you really get some bad, you know, you get bad numbers from ESPN and Fox. But once again, I would not anticipate, um, I would not anticipate the Big 12 is making this move if they aren't excited about what they're going to hear, or maybe, Hey, you know, maybe I could be totally off and they're feeling forced to make this move because of the position the PAC 12 is in, you know, maybe moving towards a TV deal. Maybe Brett Yormark said, all right, this is our best chance to take more teams. Maybe it's a gamble in that respect, but I think that I'd lean more towards this as calculator, right? New commissioner. I'm going to make a splash could be a risk, but I think this is a calculated move in my opinion for Brett Yormark. Um, and I think this is a significant move because now we're going to get numbers versus numbers. And I know 
We've already rehashed a lot of Pac-12 versus Big 12 numbers, but once again, a lot of those Pac-12 numbers are predicated on late-night television slots helping their numbers get boosted because people have their TVs and the only games that are on, those are late at night. So what that means, we'll see moving forward. That will do it for today's show. Once again, make sure you guys sign up for our CBS Sports Pick'em over there. Must be a subscriber to sign up to uh, or to, to win. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, we are one day away. One day away. Next show will be a prediction or a pick show, plus you know more weekend thoughts with myself and Robbie Triano, uh, kind of previewing what's ahead this weekend. Not a great slate, but still a lot of action there. One day closer to football, but some big television news first. All right, my friends. Till next time. As always, stay.